Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, our guest today is Days of Our Lives' Mary Beth Evans, who first began playing Kayla in 1986 at what most would really consider the height of Days' supercouple era. Uh, Kayla's unlikely romance with Steve became hugely popular, as we all know, and of course it still is today. Um, And I don't know whether or not this is a Digest urban legend, but the wedding cover in 1988 is said to have sold a million copies. Well, if it did sell a million copies, I was one of the million. It was the very first issue of Soap Opera Digest that I ever bought. My copy is dog-eared, to say the least, but I still have it. I was 11 years old, and I was completely obsessed with Stephen Kayla. And I always joke that I owe my career to Mary Beth and Stephen Nichols because theirs was the storyline that really got me hooked. Now, in an imminent issue of Soap Opera Digest, we have a section on Soap's most romantic moments of all time as voted on by the fans, and we got such a resounding response from Patch and Kayla fans, mm-hmm. um, for whom I, I think so many moments in their courtship stand out as just epically romantic. And it may come as no surprise that the top vote-getter was the magical moment when Kayla regained her ability to speak while saying her vows to Steve at their gorgeous wedding on the yacht. In 88, it was just a perfect daytime fairy tale. I mean, trust that I cannot hear the lady in red today without (laughs) thinking of those two. Um, You know, I know fans also loved when she removed his patch. And then, you know, they actually wrote a similar moment in this past year when Steve went blind and she put the sunglasses Mm -hmm. on him. So that was sort of like a nice bookend moment. You know, people really connect to this duo as they do to so many couples on days. You know, the canvas in the 80s and even into the early 90s was full of memorable couples like Roman and Marlena, John and Marlena, Shane and Kim, Bo and Hope, Jack and Jennifer. Even Nick, who were my dark horse favorites. I know they were. Um, You know, and we've seen, especially with this show, it's been more of a challenge to move any of these players on from those storied romances. And as someone who was a very devoted viewer during that time, you know, it's actually hard for me to imagine it. Mm -hmm. As much as I feel Christian Alfonso, for example, has chemistry with all of her scene partners. Nothing will ever be what Bo and Hope were to me, and I don't feel I am alone in that. And, you know, sure, I'm along for the ride. She's with someone else. You know, currently it's Rafe, though Ted seems to be a little spoilery in that. But really, if Bo came back tomorrow, I would be thrilled. If Bo, if Bo came back tomorrow, it would be game over for Hope and anyone else. Totally. Um, but, you know, you think about it, like, do you think this is a days-centric issue? You know, that's an interesting question, and I think I'm going to say yes. 
I think in second place would be General Hospital, but I think that show has had a bit more success there. You know, think of like Sonny and Brenda. I, I think most GH fans would say is his best pairing. Including me. Um, including me. Uh, but, you know, Sonny and Carly have been going strong on and off for nearly two decades. Um, Felicia and Mac for over 20 years, even though, of course, you know, Frisco and Felicia, I think, kind of take the number one slot for Felicia's romances. Um the biggest challenge for GH has probably been Anna. You know, there are a lot of Duke and Anna fans who really have a hard time seeing her with anyone else. Uh, Finn, I think, has worked the best because everything else was kind of a bust. You know, and from what I see in our mail, I think fans are just so hungry to see Finola on screen and Anna doing something meaningful that they're maybe more apt to invest in whatever she's doing and really embrace it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, especially, I think... Um, because there's a lightness to the Fanna relationship, though. I think it's kind of, uh, for Anna fans, it's a relief and it's a refreshing change to see, what, you know, a twinkle in her eye and see the character smiling because it's kind of been one, like, heavy devastation after another for the past several years. You know, true. Um, and, you know, actually, if I had to describe myself, I'm probably one of those fans that showrunners would hate. I'm so purist. I only want people with the people <laughs> I think they should be with. You know, I was a big Dusty and Lily fan on As the World Turns, but really once she met Holden, like all bets were off. There was no other Lily pairing for me that would work. You know, it's interesting uh, for me, you know, I had been a, a lapsed One Life to Live viewer in the 90s. I kind of fell off when Max and Gabrielle were done so. Um, but I tuned back in and got really invested in Todd and Taya. However, I later binged on Todd Manning's whole storyline on YouTube and after seeing him with Blair and seeing the way that whole story unfolded uh, and the evolution of their relationship, Todd and Taya were like an affront to me. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, you know, but it brings us back to Stephen Kayla fans, whose year was totally upended by Stephen Nichols's departure from the show. Mm -hmm. So let's get Mary Beth on the phone to talk about that and everything else going on in her life. Hi, Mary Beth. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. It was so fun to see you at the Day of Days. Ditto. We had a lovely lunch. That lunch is amazing, isn't it? Yes, I want All the Brazilian meats. But um, no, we all look forward to that every year. It's so much fun because, you know, we all work here in a warehouse. So to see all the fans that come out and everything, it is so much fun. And to have you there, that was an extra treat. So oh, I thank good you. Time. Yeah, it's amazing. It's mm -hmm. really an amazing event. It is. And it's so fun, you know, year after year. People bring me pictures of years in the past to sign and, and, and people who've grown up, you know, in front of us. It's pretty cool. And there's always the million Kaylas, which is super, super <laughs> complimentary. Anytime I, I see anyone named Kayla, I only think of you. Like, they are only named Thank that you. because of you. <laughs> well, that's nice. You know, I, by the way, Mary, my middle name is Kay. And I remember being so annoyed once I started watching Days that it wasn't Kayla. <laughs> I might have even asked my mom if there was any wiggle room there. <laughs> That's so funny. I think, um, yeah, I think um, Bo always called me Kay. Yes, yes. I think, yeah. So really, right, right. so Mara, you do yeah, kind of have a I'll little bit. I'll console myself that. with that, I guess. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, well, Mara and I were just talking about Stephen Kayla and the evolution of that relationship. So let's go back to 86. And what did you think about this pairing when you first started and could you ever have imagined that they would become as huge as they did? Uh, well, you know, when I when I first I had I had not seen the show. I kind of grew up on um, all my children, so I hadn't seen it. And um, I I came in for I first I, I read for the casting person, and then they said, okay, we're going to have you come in with a, and read with the other actor. And it was up in uh, Al Raven's office, and. 
even comes up, you know, really basically in character. He was probably between scenes, but with the leather jacket, the long hair, the patch, the whole thing. And I was just like, whoa, holy cow, you know. <laughs> so we read it, and then it was uh, going to screen test. And then after the screen test, Stephen will always tell the story that I said, you know, like that was crap or that was terrible or something like that. And and he was like, no, no, it was good. And, and um, I, it just was amazing. It's an amazing moment. I mean, it's happened on days a few times with Peter and Christian and, and you know, several other people, Missy and Matt, that there's just this connection that you don't have with other people. And they'll, they can put you with other people, but then the one person comes along where there's that connection. And we were very lucky that it happened right off the bat like that. And, and I, I, uh, there's a, I always, uh, say this, there's a woman who puts up this Instagram called Patch and Kayla, and she posts all these old clips. And I love watching them because, I, I mean, especially Stephen, I mean, I, my airy voice I could live without, but uh, <laughs> it, of course, but he was just brilliant. I think it was just, he's like John Voight in Ray Donovan. He just embodied it by, with the walk and the whole attitude he had. And, um, and the harmonica, of I course. Just, Everything, yeah, and just kind of the bad guy, but the soft heart and hurt, but covering. It's just, it was just great, and um, I, and just the thing that was really nice about this show, even though we had that fifteen-year break, was that we were able to evolve as people too, and mature and age, and to have that history. It's just amazing when um, Josh was here, and that's when they, Stephen came back this last time. And it was just so great because he wrote it as people who had history and people who had complicated past. And I really enjoyed that time when Stephen and uh, Joey came on the show because um, we got to explore some of that stuff. So, And we just got to play us as now, not trying to reinvent a love story, but just how it evolves. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was, it was a great return. Mm-hmm. So we just uh, polled readers of the magazine about their all-time favorite romantic moments in daytime history. And Steve and Kayla fans came out in full force. And, uh, yeah, the response from them was absolutely tremendous. And I I was, like, walking down memory lane, you know, reading all their submissions. But I'm Mm -hmm. curious, Mm -hmm. you know, are there scenes or moments that stand out to you, Mary Beth, as the most romantic or the most special uh, particularly, I think people hold their early courtship in high regard. Right. That's what, that's the times that I'm talking about too. I mean, just so that her, just so fighting for him to, uh, accept the love or whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. so many of those episodes were so great, but I mean, I, I mean, ones that really stand out for me and kind of show that arc too was, um, when I, when I took the patch off of him in the basement apartment, I mean, the trust and everything that went in and that she was unflinching of, you know, what was under there, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but just that was such a great scene. And then we come around now this last year and sort of revisit it with taking the patch off and putting dark glasses on him and and just that emotional connection between the two of them and everything about that. That, to me, those were great, those two in bookends on that. Um and I mean, there were just so, I mean, there's been so many, our first wedding was amazing, but our wedding that we had, um, just a couple of years ago was great. And that one, you know, when we first read it and it was just sort of in a restaurant and it was like, oh, well, you know, that's not that exciting, but it ended up being just so the perfect situation because not only did they bring, you know, um, Stephanie, our daughter back and Joey was there and, and to, and to bring her back to Shelly so that it was the same people, you know, mm-hmm. 
and and then to have it be so intimate like that. And then we both they were they were nice enough to let us tweak our vows to make them uh, feel right for us. And Stephen, I thought his was so beautiful, and uh, I, I I was so touched by it. And it was just a really lovely day. And you know, I'm I'm so idealistic about these characters. I mean, I just you know, uh, I don't know what to say about it. I, 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 I root for them. I believe in them and, and the, and the family of the show and the history of the show. And so it all means so much to me and to have these things come full circle like that and to have them pay attention to the history. I just think it's just so great. Yeah. It's a really special thing, you know, Mm -hmm. that daytime can can, do. They can flash back. This used to bother me because I would just see that we're on shows like 13,000 something and they flash back to 6,000. You think, oh my gosh, I can't imagine. But how incredible that there's this real history, that there is really those uh, moments that they can play that actually happened with these same people. It's pretty cool. Take that, this is us. Yeah, yeah. I have often said to Stephen that we should be in the Guinness Book of Record in Hollywood because he's been married 33 years. I've been married 30... Actually, I've been married 33. He's been married 34. And the character is married in, you know, 87 or something like that. So I think... And the same, we're to get the same people still. So pretty amazing. <laughs> right. That, that is saying something, both on and off uh-huh. screen. Well, um, actually, it was 1988. Eight that they had that Idiot. big wedding. Um, so it's not as uh-huh. though Stephen Kayla did not have a big wedding. Never mind right. two, really. But um, I know somebody says the second one. I never even paid attention. I don't. That's a blend. <laughs> but you know, this year did mark the 30th anniversary of that wedding, um, and with one of the most glorious and expensive gowns in daytime history. I mean, sleeves for days. What are your memories of taping that ceremony? Um, well, one, just that we were having so much fun because we don't normally go outside. So that was super fun and that they, they gave it their all and it was such a big deal. It was so much fun. And Stephen and I always have so much fun together. But the one drawback I remember is they use these giant lights. I think they're called carbon lights that were super high and super bright. And I have very light eyes that I could barely keep my eyes open. We, you know, like between takes, I'd be like, oh my God, I have to close my eyes for a minute. It's like, this is a pressure. <laughs> But, um, I mean, like I said, I'm so idealistic and I love these stories. I'm a romantic. I mean, The Notebook is my favorite movie. So the whole thing, for her to get her voice back during that time and all that, it's just beautiful. I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for all of it. I love it. So I have to know, did you have any sort of sense at the time of how significant that moment of Kayla getting her voice back would be? Because, Mary Beth, I have to tell you. My jaw was on the floor. I was 11. <laughs> I could not believe my eyes. I cried. Oh, you're the cutest. You are adorable. You know, I, I remember um, back in those days getting this, I think it was Daytime TV Magazine Awards. Steve and I got them many years in a row. And I, I, I think I was just always so busy with my life because I was having all my kids during this time and racing around. And we used to work long days every day. And I think I'd never grasped the whole totality of it all. You know, I think that I just was sort of living in the moment and getting through the day and, and uh, remembering your dialogue and, and back with the deaf storyline too, we had to learn all that in sign language that day. So wow. there were just so many things. I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever, you know, grasped it, but I also am not a person who has a lot of foresight or hindsight or anything. I'm really a pretty much a moment person. So all those factors, I did not think ahead or think of what it could have meant or could have meant or anything. It's, 
But looking back on it, how sweet, and this history has been so sweet. And like I said, the year that I won the Emmy, I mean, daytime has been a gift in my life. It's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. And I mean, my husband has a full-time job, and I like having a job and and have my purpose. And this, here is my family. You come in here, and we've all known each other for such a long time. It's It's pretty great. Oh, absolutely. When you do look back on just the fact that this couple has been so enduring, you know, what do you think about it? Um, what is it about Stephen Kayla that worked so well? Well, I think uh, the foundation is that Stephen and I are such good friends and we t- we trust each other completely and we, we sort of play with it. And I mean, we will just be in a scene and, and, um, and look at each other and so much is going on and we understand what's going on in the looks or the whatever. And it's just that this connection that I've never had with anybody else, and I don't think he has either. And he always will say to me a million times, oh, I could never work with anybody else. It's you, you know, whatever. But um, we just had this amazing connection. And even when we weren't on the show together, we would meet for lunch or and then we did General Hospital together for, you know, I don't know, five or six years together. And um, and when we weren't on any show together, we would meet for lunch. And um, now that he hasn't been here, we still talk all the time and meet up. And he came to my daughter's wedding in October and, you know, he's just part of my family, just part of it. Mm-hmm. When he, when he, when he walked up after the ceremony, my mother was just like, Oh my God, it's Steven. <laughs> I mean, my, mother's, my mother's a huge fan of his. <laughs> Had they but, met before? Uh, yes. I, yes. A couple of times. But, um, I, yeah, I think she was more, uh, you know, like that, like that, that then she was with my husband <laughs> and, he was, and he was standing right there. But, um, anyway, it was very cute, but, um, you know, we're just, we're just, uh, we're just very, very close and we have a really amazing connection. And like I said, for me, the family of days and him being my husband and our kids. And I mean, that's sort of like the next generation too. And so hopefully Joey will get out of prison and da da da. <laughs> come on back, Joey. <laughs> I'm hoping. Um, yeah, come on back, Joey. Free Joey. Well, this has obviously been a very difficult year for Steve and Kayla fans with Steven leaving. You know, what has it been like for you at the set without him? Well, I, you know, in the beginning it was just, uh, I was in shock. And um, so I, you know, I didn't know what to do exactly. So now I, you know, every scene that I have where I talk about him or have a phone call with him or... I mean, I just am committed anyway because I'm sad that he's not here, and I'm always hoping he'll come back. But um, you just you just never know how things roll, and you know, it's always people come and go all the time on here. You can hardly you can hardly keep track sometimes. So I'm hoping that he will just be back, and we can just pick up with some really good story. I'm hoping, but I have no idea. So I just tr- trudge forward, and I'm trying to be there for Trip, who's my only connection left here in town with him. And I have so many relatives, you know, I have so many nieces and nephews that need help and thank goodness for that. (laughs) And I like being a doctor. I really do like doing that. I think that's really fun. You know, we have seen Kayla cross paths with so many different players, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in the past few months. Uh, Have you enjoyed, you know, getting to work more closely with some folks that you didn't necessarily share as many scenes Mm -hmm. with? Well, I love working with Tyler. I think Tyler is amazing. And we work together on General Hospital. So, those scenes with him were fun to do. Um, I think they just aired yesterday or something. Um, and I think he's so good. And so that's been great. And then there's just so many players. There's, you know, the Gabby character and now trying to figure out what's going on with that. And, and then there's always Abigail and JJ and she just loves all these, these people. So, um, 
she can be a confident, a confidant, an aunt, and then try to help them too. So good. I mean, sometimes the doctor words are challenging, I must say. <laughs> and, you know, in fact, there was a medical um, person there the other day going to talk about, uh, you know, defibrillating somebody. And I said, oh, you put them right here, right? I do this all the time. <laughs> I, told her, I, go, I do this all the time. <laughs> and I actually took a friend to the emergency room last night and I'm sitting there in the room looking at all the props, I'll call them, around the room. And I'm thinking, I I got to go back and tell our prop department. We need to add these things over here. Or <laughs> I hope you took some surreptitious photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we need exactly. to add some realism. I hope your friend's okay, too. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. We need some more bandages over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have those. Um, mm-hmm. Well, on a sadder note, you've also had to deal with some real-life losses recently with both Peggy McKay and Frank Parker passing. Um, what are some favorite memories of working with them and knowing them that you can share? Well, you know, I... When I came on, I mean, they were my, certainly my parents from the get-go, and there were the four troubled kids and all of our shenanigans. And they were, it was just so cool to have them be this strong Irish family, you know, that with, high, you know, good morals and all this stuff. But then, you know, Peggy with her whole thing with um, uh, Victor was, you know, that was so intriguing also. And then the, the conflict with that with Bo, and, but just that the love of their family survived and the bond of that survived. And, um, I love, I mean, Frank was fabulous, and but he was able, you know, he came back a few years ago, and, and we had that whole plane crash where he dies and all that. So I felt like I felt like that had already happened, kind of, you know what I mean? And then to hear that he passed, it was so sad, but I felt like I'd already mourned it or something, and it was weird. It's weird that way. I bet. And then, um, and then Peggy, you know, I just adore Peggy, and um, Stephen and I had been up to visit her a couple times, and just she was adorable and spunky and fun and and uh, she loved Stephen playing for harmonica for her, and Aww. it was all very sweet. And then, um, so then I was sad to hear that she passed, but I wasn't super sad because I thought she had such an amazing life. I mean, she worked up until like two or three years ago, in, and she was, I think, 91 or close to 91 when she passed away. And I thought, how cool to be acting up to that, you know, to the very end and calling the shots. And she just, even now we just... Uh, yeah, you know, we've shot a, a, I think it was a Facebook Live or some kind of thing, and then we, or, or maybe it was our, for our, our app. I'm not sure what we shot, but talking about her, and then and then yesterday we shot a memorial to service for her, and you know, there's no acting because no acting necessary because we all felt it, we all loved her, and um and 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 like I said, I believed these stories, I believed her mothering, and I you know I, I really value that, and she was spunky and fun, and I think she just set a great example for us. I mean, she would. She she knew her stuff. I mean, she did not mess around. Well, I was gonna say she got an Emmy nomination. You know, I think right before like oh, she lied years ago. Yeah, I mean, that's really incredible. I know. I know. And when we were at her house too, she has an Emmy. I think from a nighttime something, mm-hmm. and yes. it's on a pedestal, sort of in the window thing. And I just thought, this is she is an actress till she drops. And she would have these huge speeches, like the whole Thanksgiving speeches and the different speeches that she would do. The wedding that she did for the boys was just amazing. And she just would always be spot on. She didn't have cue cards. I mean, nobody has cue cards, but she would just be spot on. She's just, she was just, I just adore her. I have a big picture of her in my room. I just, I just love her. And she really, you know, it's cool because she is part of the history of the show, part of the fabric. We'll all talk about her. We'll all remember her. And, you know, that's as it should be, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're the matriarch now. Well, I, I yeah, I think we're all moving up a level. We're all moving <laughs> up to the next zone. Funny. Um, now, obviously... <laughs> that's okay, because I am that in my real life, so that's okay. Well, 
Uh, obviously, you know, I think Kayla is is your signature daytime role, but you have also made an impact on some other shows, uh, and I'd love to touch on those. So um, you played a character quite different from Kayla on General Hospital, uh, mm-hmm. where you, as you said, worked with Steven. And with Tyler mm-hmm. and Ken Schreiner and Lynn Herring yeah. and so many other great people. What are your memories of that show? Well, when I first went there, I, you know, Shelly, uh, now she's lit back, but Shelly Curtis at the time was a producer on Days. And I had been off Days for like, you know, pretty much about a year, a little over a year. And she called and said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I have this new baby. And she goes, well, we, I want you to come here. I want you to play this part. And I really felt like my heart was a daze and like that was my family and I couldn't imagine really going somewhere else. And then it was actually Jane Elliott. Some, for some reason I talked to her and she was like, Oh, you got to shake things up. You got to do things different. And so I thought, well, okay. All right. So I went there and even though it was kind of a bad character, bad girl. And I always thought like, Oh, I don't know if I can play a bad girl. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I was there for seven years. I was there a long time and I had a lot of adventures and a lot of fun and, and like I said, I had a whole thing with Tyler, a whole affair with Tyler. And I, he was, it was like his first, I think he said I was his first um, screen kid. Yep. And at the time I said, like, I said to him, uh, okay, you call me mommy, it's over. And I look back, I think I was like, I think I was like 35, something, <laughs> 33. I mean, oh, brother. But um, anyway, I had a lot of fun there. And then, um, and then they, they threw me off a balcony two years in a row. So that ended. <laughs> the, the, the famous and then right after that. I know why. Did, why go back up there? But um, <laughs> then, uh, and John York, I shouldn't leave him out because he was so much fun. We had yeah. a lot of fun together. Um, but uh, then, right soon after that ended, they called me from um, as a world turn. Right, said, what I like to do recurring. And at the time, I thought it's so perfect because we go to New York every year for Thanksgiving. But I'm always with family and my children, whatever. And I could never just roam the streets, which is what I was dying to do. So this was the perfect opportunity because I would stay after Thanksgiving. Everybody would go home and I would get to stay. And I thought that was so amazing. So I said, yes. And Chris Goutman, forget it, the nicest guy in the world, and just treated me like I was daytime royalty. He was always so incredibly you nice You are to me. daytime royalty. <laughs> well, I don't see that. But he was so incredibly nice. And they put me up in a hotel and they they just worked around my schedule. And they were just so nice. And I did that for um, – five years like that. And then I did one year where I got an apartment and came every week. And then, then it was kind of too much. I, in my whole it, systems were my, you know, my machine, my machine wasn't working very well. And I kind of thought, I don't think I can do this traveling anymore. And, and I was also doing like a lot of 24 hour turnarounds, like, you know, leave my house at one, go to New York, go to bed, get up, work and be back home in LA by three. So it was wow. ridiculous. Yeah, no, thank you. But, um, yeah, it was bad. So I, it was just one of those weird moments where I said to Michael Bruno, my manager, I said, can you just call Days and see if by chance they want to take me back? And they said yes. And then I came back in 2006. So, you know, that's the journey. And uh, But I did love As the World Turns. I mean, not only was Chris Goutman amazing, but the cast with Maura and all these different people, they're just so great. And you're out there in Brooklyn. I mean, I'm sure you were out there. And it was just so away from everything. So there was nothing to do but to be serious. So everybody worked hard and put out the show, and um, so it was a lot of fun. I was really actually sad to leave it. And they were very sweet when the show was ending. They brought me back, and I did a few episodes, um, kind of like a wrap-up or whatever. So mm-hmm. it was really fun. What did you find was the biggest difference between East Coast and West Coast soaps? 
Uh, well, one is how far everybody will travel to get there. Like, there are people who lived up in Connecticut or, like, didn't even think twice about a three-hour train ride to get there every day, and I thought that was so weird. <laughs> like, you know, and that, and then and in the summer, people just get so darn tan, and I would be like, oh, my gosh, where's your sunblock? <laughs> in California, we're all like, sunblocking, sunblocking. So there were those little issues, that, but everything kind of felt the same except for, like, you know, the boom operator or whatever would have a New York accent, and then I would be reminded <laughs> where I was, but... And Elizabeth Hubbard was, you know, played my mother, and she was just a hoot. She was so much fun. And we would ride, you know, they had car services to take people back to the city, and, and I would ride with her, and I just loved her. I thought she was just so funny. Um, so it was just a good experience uh, all the way around, but mainly that just people really were serious about the craft and really were there working hard, and, and um, I just thought that was great. I've run into Leslie Kay many times out here. But um, so it was super fun. But I was just, you know, I really, when I got back here, and here had been 15 years. I think my first scene was calling Peggy and saying, you know, hi, Mom, it's Kayla. And I almost started crying just thinking, like, I can't believe I made it back. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Like I, I was circling the globe and I made it back home. But Wait, Mary Beth, I have to say, I have to imagine your dressing room in New York was a lot smaller, right? Aren't, aren't those oh, rooms tiny? Oh, they were cubes. They were cubes. <laughs> and you know what else? In here, um, you try on clothes every single day. And they put the clothes in your room. And they pick the clothes up. And there, you would go, it was in the basement, and you would try clothes on maybe once every few months or something. And then um, you would go down there to change. Or you could go pick up your own clothes and carry them up the three flights if you wanted. But you, they had dressing rooms there, and everybody changed there. So the dressing rooms were like everybody's clothes were thrown all over the place because everybody was changing there. <laughs> but it was just way, I had like, you know, three pair of different color pants and four blouses, and I just sort of rotated them and... So, I mean, maybe more main characters had more clothes, but that was sort of my experience. <laughs> and Sierra but was pretty, then, like, they, wealthy. She should have had a lot of clothes. I know. But and I love the the concept of that character that I was like, uh, you know, Evita. I was like, ran a country somewhere. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> but um, Montega. it was fun. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so funny, too, because I had just come off the Tyler thing. And then the guy who played my son on As World Turns was about the same age and, and would it was one of those kind of people that when they look at you, they're it's kind of sexy or something, you know. And I kept being like, "Oh wait, no wait, this guy's my son. I'm, like, I'm all in this thing. I'm in this thing now." But younger men, I don't know. He's my son. But um, I can't remember what his name was. He was a sweet guy. Is it Todd but, Rotundi? Um, and you know what? You know what? Was it Todd Rotundi? Who played you know, Brian? I think. So. I think yes. yes. I think so. Wow. Whoa. I hope you have a list there because I don't know how you put no, that, that out. That's why we work here. Yeah. That's some of the stuff we you know, have to um, know. You know who one of my daughters was at one point was um, um, Amanda Siegfried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. But she was a little. little. Amanda Siegfried, yeah. List. She was a goddess. Yeah, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what she went on to do, but I took her apartment when she moved out, so that was kind of fun. She went on to do but, Mad um, Men and, and, other, and, and other things. And then that guy, who was that guy that was kind of more rough kind of guy on that show? Handsome with a G, a G in his name. Um, Grayson. A G in his name. What? Grayson. Yes, yes. Grayson McCooch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fun. He we was could crazy. play this game all day, yeah, Mary Beth. <laughs> yeah, you guys are good at this. <laughs> Who else you got? <laughs> yeah, she's well. Ken Schreiner, you know, he came around so many times in my life too. You know, it started on Rituals was the very, very first thing I right. soapy kind of thing. I, I did watched in, Rituals. Uh, I loved Rituals, Mary Beth. Just so yeah, you know. and he and. 
He was so sweet to me. I mean, it was so funny. I mean, like, I was like a virgin with a brain tumor, surrogate mother to his baby. I mean, ridiculous. But um, <laughs> he got he got asked because he had come off his Scotty Baldwin fame, you know, so he was asked to do different things, and one of them was to go on Merv Griffin. And he said, come with me. Be my, be my Come with me on there, because he knew I was a talker anyway, you know, that he wasn't. So I went, and there was, a, I mean, I, I, I made, look, at you should look it up on YouTube. It's pretty funny. I made the dress I wore, oh. and I decided if we run out of things to talk about, I'm going to talk about the dress I made. And um, <laughs> Thinking ahead, I like so it. I, mean, I, I think I was engaged. I wasn't even married yet, and I've been married for 100 years. But um, so it was just all very sweet, and our paths have crossed a million times, and he's a crack up. So, um, but, um, yeah, John Lindstrom, he came and replaced somebody else that had been on the show, and he's, you know, we've. Our paths crossed a zillion times too, and yeah. now he's married, married to Katie McLean, so I've seen mm-hmm. like that too. So isn't that amazing? Anyway, yeah, it's like a big family. I mean, the daytime world—you know, there's a lot of people who, um, especially that you know of, but maybe you've never met. That's why it was kind of cool that the year that the, the, the Emmy nomination is to go out with all. There's a tradition to take the women of the previous year out uh, to lunch. So not only the year that I was nominated, Maura um, West took us to lunch, but then the following year. I took all the other ladies out to lunch, who I certainly know, but didn't really know. So that was all very fun. To be a fly on the wall at that luncheon would be one We of, always yeah. say that. You know, it's sure. cool. And you know what? Everybody has the same, we all basically have the same story, you know, because I think daytime, uh, you know, um, attracts family type people because they want regular jobs. They want to be home in the evening. They want to support their family. And um, especially the women I know in daytime, we're all kind of hustlers. We all are making it happen and we wear a lot of hats and um, and, and, and keep on trucking forever. You know, Tracy, look at Tracy and, 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 and Christian and, and, and Deidre and, and Lauren, all these people, you know, Suzanne Rogers, all of us forever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, such great role models. Do you know, do you know Fran, our stage manager here? I don't know if you do, yes. but mm-hmm. I mean, she's up there in years and I tell you, she's one of my biggest role models. I mean, she works full time. She's sassy as all get out, which I think is a trick. And, <laughs> um, you know, she's amazing. I, I, there's just a lot of really good role models for me. And, you know, it's been a pretty cool journey and mm-hmm. cool and cool ladies out there. Um, well, it's also been a big year for you personally. Uh, you welcomed your first grandchild and Katie recently got married. Um, so tell us about life in the Schwartz family. How's it going? It's been the sweetest. I know. I feel like we're such a happy place. It's such a nice thing. I know. Um, well, let's start with my husband and I, who I met when I was 19 years old. And wow. moved in after like four miscellaneous dates. He didn't even live here. You and, hussy. Um, <laughs> I know, complete hussy. <laughs> and we're so lucky that it has worked out, and that we are happier than we've ever been. And it's just, it's just such a wonderful time to be still together and to you know weather your storms and to be happy. And the other end, I mean, being our daughter's wedding, we both come from divorced families, and to be there as a as a couple, as a solid family, that was almost got me on that, you know, and our son who got married a couple of years ago, um, has a sweet little baby, Henry, who, you know, he's the first baby of about 40 people I know, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> wow. and, and, and family members and friends, and he is, you know, we, at Thanksgiving, he's the first baby. So every last person held him and mm-hmm. wants to play with him and he's good natured. He's lucky or we're lucky. Cause he just kind of lets everybody hold him and do whatever. But so he's super sweet. And then, and then my daughter uh, got married in October, which was 
so delightful. And and right before the ceremony, I said to her, like, we've done it. We've done everything. There's nothing left to do. Let's just soak it up. And we both did. I think we both can say later, like, we enjoyed every second. And it was great. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. And that, yeah, my that... friends have a beautiful property with, like, olives and uh, uh, avocado groves and uh, up in Ojai. You know, it's kind of arid and dry and pretty. And so it was up there, and it was just so pretty. Loved it. I just that that baby is cute, Mary Beth. He's so cute. Well, his mother was a like a Ford model when she was a kid. I, I we we joke when people say he's cute. We go, well, he's half model. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a cute little guy. Um, and tell us what's going on with the bay. Well, we shot our season. Mm-hmm. I think they were still they were still often like uh, I forget where they went, Turks and Caicos or something. Oh you know? yeah, they I were saw those more, photos. More stuff. And- that's exciting. Yeah, I don't know how they do it, <laughs> but um, my part, my part's done. And you know, the thing that's nice about it is just you know, like about a week commitment every year. Mm-hmm. But it, and it's all shot so differently than we shoot here, and um, so that part's really cool. And it always it looks amazing. And um, and I worked with a, some new people that were really fun, and some old favorites like Tristan. I just love Tristan Rogers. I just he's adorable. I love him. So and he he makes me laugh that Cheshire Cat uh, grin of his. So um, it was fun, and they, you know, they keep on trucking. I don't know what they do with it. I mean, I guess it's on Amazon Prime, but um, so, but everybody still seems to really love it. So we just keep on going. Now, meanwhile, you have a whole gaggle of Emmys, Mary Beth. You mentioned Peggy's was on a pedestal. <laughs> Where are yours? Yeah. When you have six, uh, right? Well, at, I know it's the craziest thing. Isn't it? <laughs> um, at the at, when I first brought them home that the first weekend uh, that that one more that was like three that one weekend and I already had the one from the year before or something, um, my cleaning lady then just sort of moved them to a side table and that's where they sat for uh, you know a couple years, and now I've moved so now now there's just just one on a table behind a couple pictures with just the globe kind of sticking up. Like I don't, I don't want to make it too big a deal, but I want it to be there. You know what I mean? Right. So if someone walked in, be like, "Oh, you it's, want it's an represent, Emmy?" It's representing the crowds. <laughs> right. They'd be like, "Oh, you want an Emmy?" And then you'd have to embarrassingly kind of sit there, like, "Well, actually, I have six. Not embarrassing, <laughs> but if you're not displaying them, then you're being modest." About well, it. I like it's right by a mercury glass lamp and some, you know, like I like a, and a silver frame, and I like reflective light things in my house. So you know. But mm-hmm. it's for decorating purposes. <laughs> you know, Mary Beth, we were there the year that you won your lead actress Emmy. And I don't know that I have ever seen like as happy a guy as Stephen Nichols was when your name was called. It was so sweet. I know. It was so sweet. You know, it's so funny too, because he, um, you know, yeah, he was all that and it was so exciting and everything. And the next day when I went on the chew or whatever, not the chew, the, the talk, the talk, I went on the talk. <laughs> And they said something like, oh, and your husband was there. And they showed him <laughs> right. crying and laughing. And I, I had to laugh. I was like, yes, right, my husband. Well. No, like I said, we are so close. He was so happy for me. That's the thing that's super cool about us, too. Like, there's never been competition or, I mean, we're just so, you know, happy for each other. And he was so happy for me. Really, really sweet. And, uh, you know, he's such a part of it all. So mm-hmm. it was sort of a joint. I felt like it was a joint in me. Um, and I do love reading your blog. Um, how is that going you. for you? Do you like doing it? Well, you know, I did about 150 straight. <laughs> so <laughs> then the summer, I took off the summer, and now I kind of said that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait till I'm inspired to come back. Because I, I find myself writing 
in different um, configurations the same themes because those are the themes of my life was like no regrets, reinvent, be nice, take leaps of faith, you know, those kind of things. And I write them in a million different ways. And I, and I think I have, and put in my recipes and my different things, but now I'm sort of going to do a, this has inspired me. I'm going to write about this, but I, so many people, I mean, I feel bad about this. That so many people tell me that they really look forward to it. It really inspired them. It got them to do different things. And I, I like being that person. I like that a lot, but, um, I don't want to beat a dead horse either. So I hope that people read my archives, but I really try to live my life like that. And when somebody like, you know, if they are, feel at the end of a road with their relationships or their life or whatever, I'm always just like, you have to reinvent mm-hmm. a thousand times. We have to reinvent. I mean, that's it. It can't be, oh, I'm so tired of this, whatever. It's like, well, then you have to reinvent. Either fix it or get out. <laughs> fix it or make it different. Do something. And in so, case anyone hasn't read it and wants to read the archives, it is Plank Blog so that they can find right. it. I tried to get just Plank. I had just, I'd gotten the, the cookbook Plenty at the time, so that's why I was into this uh, one word thing. But um, we couldn't get that actual plank. So we had to be plank blog. <laughs> but it's nice. There's a bunch of pictures, a million pictures, and the great recipes, and so many, so many articles that people want to read about them. You made the most insane cupcakes. I've never forgotten that one. Like, uh, wasn't that great? You know, and that was really that my daughter was on break from, you know, she's an orthodontic resident. And she was, uh, she said, we should take a cooking class uh, on our break, on my break. And then I said, that's a great idea. Let's look for something. And then she said, why don't we just do it on YouTube? And that we got those on YouTube. And oh my gosh, we had so much fun doing like succulent. Yeah. They succulent were gorgeous. Very yeah, impressive. They were amazing. We need to do it. In fact, we just were saying, cause we're going to, um, do, uh, the sort of vacation together over Christmas. And we were talking about how we're going to do some baking and cooking. And I have these, I've been dying to make like a cinnamon rolls or, or things like that, like yeast and yeah. yeast breads and stuff. So, we're, maybe we'll get into doing some of that over that. Did you send us the address break. of where you'll be staying and what day you'll be baking? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We'll come see Well, there's you. like 20 of us migrating. So, uh, yeah, we're going to make oh, some big, big meals. Yeah, it should be really fun. Well, before we let you go, uh, just sort of a final question here. Um, you know, when you look back, what does it mean for you to still be on days and just really in daytime in general? I think it's remarkable. And I... I have to say, every day I walk into the studio, which is a big warehouse, you know, and the, the walk has changed. Now our part, we kind of park closer, but when I used to have to walk through this whole big studio to get here, and I, but I, I, it never changes. I'm so thankful. And I always say that. I kind of look up and just like, thank you. Thank you. Every day to me is a gift. I love it. I never take it for granted, ever. And I just appreciate it. And I appreciate the people here and my friends here. And I mean, like I've seen with Drake yesterday, you know, it's like, I have, he was one of the first people I sat in the green room talking to in, you know, in the 1986 or seven or whatever it was, you know, it's just, it's just amazing that we are all still here. It's like we're old cousins or something. I don't know if you ever saw the movie, um, Quartet. Did you ever see that movie? Quartet? No. Uh, just, I think Dustin Hoffman directed it, but it's like, um, it's, um, uh, it's, wait, hold on a second. Um, it's, uh, so see, someone's, yeah, someone's yeah, excited Jennifer, to see you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to blow you off. Um, anyway, it's this, um, it's about these, uh, it's in the English countryside and it's all these artists, singers, I think they're singers and band musicians and they live in this country home and then they put on a, a pageant thing every year. So all these older people, you know, they're sitting around the table, like in assisted living, you know, having their dinner and they're talking about their pieces or their whatever. And so I always joke with the people here saying, that's what we need to do later. Instead of moving, going to assisted living, we should pool our resources, <laughs> move in together, 
get a farm to fresh table because that's everybody's complaint uh-huh. in old folks' homes is the food. <laughs> and um, and we practice our scenes. You know, we'll be like in our nineties and we'll still go for our love scenes or whatever. But <laughs> I I just you know let's keep it going. Let's keep it going forever. Well, Mar and I will write stories about your your house at that time. Well, yeah, we'll do set okay, visits. Good. Yeah, we'll do set, we'll do set okay, visits. Good. So you'll be there too. Yeah. We'll have you guys at the you know, right. typewriters of yesteryear. <laughs> All right, you ladies, you're the cutest. Thank well, you. Yeah, so thank you so you. much. You so it was much. so much fun to talk to you. All right, All right talk to you talk soon. Talk soon. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Mary Beth for being our guest. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.